You're listening to the Hockey Podcast Network. New shows every day. Find us at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com or wherever you get your podcasts from. Basketball season won't be around forever, so get in on all the action now with DraftKings, the leader in one-day fantasy sports. DraftKings is giving new players a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Claim your free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes when using code THPN during sign-up. Playing daily fantasy basketball is simple. Just pick your lineup, stay under the salary cap, and see how your team stacks up against the competition. With DraftKings, payday comes every day for players. So what are you waiting for? Head to the app now. Download the DraftKings app now and use code THPN during sign-up. This week, DraftKings is putting you in the action with a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. That's code THPN to get a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit required. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. From the wild woods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. Isha Dromi here alongside the state of Hoppy and Joey Neto. The state of Hoppy is under the same roof, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, how's it going, guys? It is going fantastic. Uh, like you said, Isha, I am in the great state of Minnesota, drinking some Minnesota beer. Yeah, life is good. Some Minnesota beer. Yeah, that that's fair. <laughs> To put it to put it lightly. Um, yeah. Thanks everyone tuning in on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch here on the live stream, and everyone tuning back into the podcast episode one hundred and forty eight of the Soda Pod. Uh, we got a great show planned for you all uh, today. We're gonna jump into the Hoppy Hour. We have a special guest, and you know I'll let Joey uh, just quickly tease this one because uh, this one's a little close to home for you. Yeah, man. Uh, I think this is the first time ever on the Soda Pod. We have a Hall of Fame guest, so it's going to be a great episode, and he'll he'll be joining us shortly here. And we got plenty of wild talk to dive into them clinching a playoff spot now with that 6-3 win over the San Jose Sharks. We'll dive into that game and a few other little tidbits there. And then, well, I don't want to say it was a big week with NHL news, but there was a couple, uh, well, there's a few actually stories that we're going to highlight here. Um, one in particular involving the Ottawa Senators and a forward veteran NHL player who's on the taxi squad who actually had to, well, suit up with the goalie pads as a, as a possible e-bug. So that was a cool story. There's a couple other ones we'll get into as well. As always, comment on the live stream or, you know, give us a phone call, 612-324-1684. For listening the podcast you can always send a text message or leave a voicemail i just want to give a quick thanks to open phone it's a cell phone in an app great monthly rates only 10 bucks a month only with open phone uh without further ado let's jump right into the hoppy hour here on episode 148 of the soda pod presented by the hockey podcast network first i'd like to propose a toast to umd goaltender alex stela 
I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out. Welcome back to the Soda Pod. And to start us off, we have the Soda Pod's first ever Hall of Fame guest and my father, Donnie Netto, uh, 26 year uh, vet of St. Mary's SID. So, uh, Great to have you here. Uh, it's been a long time no see, but uh, good to good to uh, have you join us on the Soda Pod. Yeah, it's good. To, it's good to be back. I got to be on this once before, and Scott treated me really well. So uh, uh, he texted and said, "Hey, you want to come back on?" I'm like, "Absolutely." Just don't uh, expect me to know anything, but uh, yeah. So here I am. Yeah, I mean, you, you give us credit. We don't know much, so we just kind of <laughs> we make it up as we go. Uh, especially Isha over there. So. Oh yeah, I'm I'm an expert in that regard now. Uh Donnie, before we uh you know talk about your great career, talk about St. Mary's and just hockey in general, it is the hoppy hour, so we do have to make the rounds of what's on tap for everyone. Since you got it in hand, we'll start with you. What's on tap, sir? This is the left hand brewing company. It's a Peter peanut butter porter, and I'm having it because I started this weekend with it with Joey, and so I'm gonna finish it this weekend with another one. So cheers. Cheers, cheers. Uh, Joey, what do you got on tap? I'm sure uh, Hoppy's uh, spoiled you here. Oh, actually, a uh, friend of the podcast <laughs> spoiled us. Uh, ah. I'm, I'm going with the uh, Lift Bridges Hop Dish IPA. Um, obviously, they were on the on the podcast uh, a couple weeks ago, and this is a, an awesome American IPA. It comes in at 6.5% alcohol. Um, super piney, super hoppy. Uh, nice little subtle hint of malt and caramel. Delicious IPA. Love it. Uh, your boy SV, Shane Van Nice. Uh, he says, I'm drinking a Red Arrow Brewing beer. I've been to the brewery in Duncan. There you go. There you go, Shane. Thanks, sir, for telling us what's on tap. We want to hear what's on tap for everybody as well. Uh, next is Hoppy. What do you got there? Yeah, and first I should note that I walked up to Joey with two options. It was either the hop dish or an axe dragger from our friends at Beaver Island. Difference was the axe dragger was a 12 ounce and he's drinking the 25 ounce. So priorities. Well done. Well done. Um, I am having another one from junkyard called strange, but not a stranger. It's an Imperial stout with cocoa nibs and banana. It is delicious. It's a little rich, but I, I don't care. I've had the full spectrum of beverages over the course of this weekend. And uh, this just adds to the layer of complexity. I love it. I love it. Um, actually, similar to Shane there, your boy SV, I also have a beer from Red Arrow Brewing. Comes in at 5.1%, 35 IBU uh, with a ruby brown undertone. It's the Midnight Umber Ale, Red Arrow from Duncan, BC, just down the road. Best producer in the biz. Oh, uh, cheers, boys! Again, Donnie, Joey, we got the Neto, fa- we got the Neto family, and this both the state of Hoppy entire brand all together here on episode one four one hundred and forty eight. So, cheers, gentlemen! Cheers, cheers, guys! Ah, uh, Craig Granger from the Bayou. How y'all living, fellas? A couple uh, ciggies. Uh, a couple less ciggies than you, Craig, but, but we're living fine here. And uh, Jason Bryant, friend of the show, evening gents, hashtag free the growler. Free the growler indeed. Soda Pod, uh, we're, we're huge on that movement, even though 
it doesn't really affect me personally. It affects the boys down, down south there in the great state. So hashtag well, free the growler. Isha, I hear uh, you're looking at Minnesota to move here. So it could be affecting you pretty soon. Well, I got to visit first. <laughs> and COVID hasn't even allowed me to do that. So <laughs> baby steps here, Joey. Although I'm... It's gonna be we'll hard see if to... he ever crosses the border. <laughs> yeah, we'll see. Yeah, yeah. I, I am. Hey, I'm half American. I just, uh, I just like to play up my Canadian roots a little bit more since this is, uh, since this is my home. Um, yeah. Oh, more on Twitter. I love the interaction here. Uh, thanks everyone tuning into the live stream. Your boy SV had a four pack of what Isha's drinking. It's good. So I mean, Shane, it is good. It, it is very good. <sighs> All right. It. We heard what was on tap from all of you uh, here on the Soda Pod. We heard from those tuning in live on the on the live stream here, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. If you're listening back to the podcast, make a post every week from the Soda Pod Twitter account. Uh, you can also comment on Facebook. We want to hear either whether it's midweek, whether it's the weekend. What was on tap for you? Uh, this we love sharing what what we're drinking, and we love we want to hear what you're drinking as well. So check check us out at the Soda Pod Facebook and Twitter. Uh, moving right along here, we have our first official Hall of Famer on the Soda Pod. And again, Donnie, thanks for making some time for us tonight. Not a problem. Glad to be here. Let's All right. Where, where do we want to start, boys? Where, I mean, shit. 26 years. Where do we start? Exactly. Uh, just kind of take us through the weekend, Donnie. Um, how was it? What, what happened? Um, was there anything special that stuck out in your mind? Well, what was interesting, I mean, if you, if you think about it, um, when I found out I was going to be inducted into the Hall of Fame, uh, you started thinking, well, it's COVID and we're going to have to do it virtually. And, and, and I was like, you know, this is going to be, it's going to be just so different, you know, but yet it was, it was absolutely amazing. Um, the weekend started out. Um, I have two sons and my youngest one who shall remain nameless um hinted that he wasn't going to be able to make it back for the uh for the ceremony so i was sitting out on the on the picnic table with my wife doing a crossword puzzle and in pop scott and joey the beer started flowing and and it kicked the weekend off uh, it, it couldn't have been a better way to start the weekend and then uh you know we had a great ceremony that the i have to give a shout out to jeff demarsh at saint mary's university he put together the video uh which is was absolutely phenomenal. I mean, he did a wonderful job and, and, um, you know, when I look back on it, it's nice that I didn't have to do it in person because then I could have a few cocktails before the ceremony and not have to worry about giving a speech. So uh, it was, it was a lot of fun. It's still hard to believe. I mean, I still, you know, it, it's, it's just something you don't think about when you, when you start any profession is, uh, that you're going to do it, you know, that you're going to go into the hall of fame and then, you know, to be only the second person, since our Hall of Fame started, that hasn't been a coach or a or a player to be inducted into the Hall of Fame is that's pretty special. So, so you bring up not being a coach or a player. Are you the first ever in the Hall of Fame at St. Mary's to still be active um, in your profession or or athletic? Yeah, I, I am now. Uh, when Chris Kendall was inducted, he was a, a former baseball coach and, and player. He was still working at St. Mary's when he was inducted, but uh, very few. I mean, it's not very very often that. Uh, you get inducted into the Hall of Fame, and you're actually still working at that institution, which will be kind of fun. You know, it'll be. Uh, I, I do a show similar to this with uh, with one of our um, with our faculty athletic representative. It's called the Cardinals Nest, and yeah, Dean's been introducing me as a future Hall of Famer. So uh, this week he'll be able to say actual Hall of Famer, which would be pretty cool. <laughs> 
Yes, I had to keep reminding Donnie throughout the day as he said, get me a beer. I'm a Hall of Famer. And I'm like, no, Donnie, we got a couple more hours here. <laughs> um, <laughs> well, and then with the first instructions on our way down from Joey's older brother, Andy, who lives in Winona, is, uh, hey, we've got a surprise later for dad. Please don't get him too drunk. And like Joey and I just looked at each other and laughed like you can't tell us to do that. <laughs> and so, uh, Donnie, you're repping some of the some of the gift that was given, but maybe you want to talk through uh, that reception. And uh, I don't know if there's any stories you'd like to share around some of the gifts that were handed your way. Well, there's lots of stories and you know them. That's why you that's why you did that. Um, you know, it's it's really cool. I've, I've got uh, my St. Mary's jersey on. He gave me a jersey with my name on it. And on the bottom, it says. Hall of Fame class of 2020 and then Hall of Fame class of 2021. So they had a little trouble getting it right. So I ended up with two jerseys. So my wife got one too, which is, uh, which is, was pretty neat. Um, we do get uh, a Hall of Fame ring. So I have my Hall of Fame ring with uh, wow. the, the basketball sport. On the- <laughs> hey, you'll, you'll fit right in the hoop podcast net there. So I have, so I have a new one of these coming too. <laughs> But it was, I mean, it's St. Mary's really did it up great. It was, it was an awesome, um, my, my boss, Brian Sisson and, and Ryan Egan, our men's hockey coach came over on, um, on Friday and delivered the Jersey and the rings. And, you know, they had a nice video from, from some of my friends that, you know, congratulating me, which was, which was really nice. And, you know, like I said, I, I got to celebrate it with the people I really wanted to celebrate with. And that was, you know, my family and close friends. And, and, uh, it was an awesome day. It was colder than, I'll get out, but, uh, you know, we had a couple of fires going in the backyard and it was, it was a great party. It was a great party. So, so you mentioned, uh, that the beers were flowing. Did any, uh, a particular beer that really stuck out to you that you enjoyed craft beer wise or, or otherwise? Well, I, I, Friday night, I, I sampled several craft beers on Friday night and then Saturday during the ceremony, I stayed away from the craft beers because I had to uh, function. And I found out Friday night drinking with Joey and Scott, you can't do craft beers with those two or you don't function. So <laughs> I went to the old standby of Coors Light on Saturday. Uh, you know, the, the funny thing is, and I'm terrible with, with um, names of beers and names of breweries. Whenever I go with Joey, he just, he picks them out and they're all good. I, I have yet to have a bad beer. So it's like, you know, it's, it's, um, I think one of the fun things we did Friday too, Joey, was you, know, you, you get to tour all the, the breweries out in, out, uh, out West, but it was fun to go to Island city, you know, and, and, and have a couple beers there. And I mean, Island city is, it's, it's neat to have a brewery in a small town like we have and, and a place to go and their, their beer just gets better and better. And, and, uh, so that was fun. You know, that was a, that was kind of a good way to, to kick things off and you got your wings from boobs and, you know, I mean, life was good. You got your Rocco Taco pizza. This is going to have to come to Winona just for those two things. I know, I know. <laughs> Man, so, yeah, you mentioned Island City, which is a, a local brewery down in Winona, Minnesota. And we actually were looking up on, on Grubhub for some coupons, or not Grubhub, Groupon for some coupons. Oh, yeah. And uh, Mom, so your wife, uh, stumbled upon one that was four crawlers and two pints for $18. So any anybody in the Winona area, highly recommend looking at the, that up and supporting Island City. I mean, that's an incredible deal. You're basically drinking half off there and and they've got great beers to get. Oh, yes. And Joey, uh, Donnie already mentioned that it was a little colder than we had hoped uh, for his ceremony. You want to talk everyone through the drinking game we played? 
<laughs> my my mother being uh the great woman she is is uh always concerned about everybody always worrying about everybody else and well scott being the minnesotan that he is only pack shorts and and flip-flops and jesus so uh my mother every about half an hour was scott are you cold can we get you a pair of sweatpants can you put can you put some socks and shoes on? Are you are you sure you're not cold? Can I do this? Can I do that? Well, so the ongoing joke and the ongoing drinking game was obviously every time she brought up, "Are you cold?" or "Can I get you something?" We had to drink. So um, she she doesn't like us to drink too much, but uh, little does she know that she, she was, was the, the cause of most of it. Wow! But obviously by halfway through Saturday, she figured out the drinking game. So she had to bring it up even more because she was a good sport. <laughs> it, was, oh, it was a crazy party. It really was. It was the neatest thing. The neatest thing for me was um, when they did, when they showed the, the, the induction ceremony which was really well done, but to have, to have Joey and Andy, my two sons induct me was, was really, you know, really special. I mean, both of them went to St. Mary's, both of them played, you know, hockey for, for St. Mary's and, and, uh, you know, it was really, really special to have them, uh, be able to be able to induct me and, and Joey even used some really big words that I didn't even know he knew. So, yeah. You, you can, uh, shout out my older brother for that one. Uh, <laughs> like writing an antithesis and, uh, Bayard Swope to include uh, a quote from an American journalist. So yeah, that, that was real nice of him to, to throw those in. Wow. You got to give me a list of those and I can just attempt to read them on the soda pod in one second. Oh man, that would be a fun game. Um, all right, Donnie, uh, you came on the soda pod almost a year ago now. It was in the, it was in the summer there and we really dove into to, to your career in that segment. So we won't go into it too much here, but for new listeners of the soda pod, who have jumped on this year. Just, just give us the, the background on your time there, you know, over 20 years at St. Mary's and kind of where it all started and the, the progression to, you know, being the sports director. Sure. I, um, I graduated from St. Mary's, um, a long, long, long time ago. Uh, I was 1985 grad and, and uh, I was a journalism major, wanted to be a sports writer and spent 10 years in the newspaper business. And, and uh, this, this job opened up. It was, it was, I happened to be at the right place at the right time. Um, they were opening a position that really had never been in existence. And for 26 years, my bosses have pretty much let me do my thing. And, and uh, you know, I, I always talk that it's such a different world. I mean, my job is so different now than it was when I started in 94, I mean, you know, we didn't have cell phones in 94. We didn't have the internet in 94, you know? So, so the expectations of the job were so much different. And, and, uh, you know, now you've got, uh, the demand 24 seven of, of wanting information and, and, uh, you know, so it, it, it certainly has changed the, um, the, the landscape of what I do. And, and, um, you know, it's, I mean, if, the easiest way to explain what I do is if there's anything that comes out of St. Mary's that, relates to athletics it comes out of my office and i'm an office of one so um i don't have any i don't have any minions that that, that work for me so it's pretty much pretty much that joey asked before we came on did you work today i'm like yep we had three events today so yep, i was working <laughs> well, what so about can... your editor donnie oh, oh yeah i should give Didi a shout out because on days like friday or saturday <laughs> i definitely <laughs> so i have i have my my lovely wife of 36 years who who does some editing and will say is this supposed to say loss or lost i don't know so <laughs> <laughs> 
No, but, I mean, you, you brought it up right there. Your your work ethic is second to none. Um, yesterday, I, I, always, I got a kick out because obviously sports are still going on at St. Mary's. Just because it's a Saturday and it's a Hall of Fame induction doesn't mean the, the student athletes aren't playing or don't have games. So I, I go inside, to, obviously, to get another beer. And what is Donnie doing? He's sitting on the couch and he's got his work laptop open and he's updating Twitter and, and he's writing emails. So even on his Hall of Fame day, he is he's still working doing his job so it's it's pretty incredible what he's done one of my one of my claims to fame and i said it in my speech and it is honestly true when when my oldest son andy got married uh we were up in the we were up in the twin cities and and the ceremony had ended and we were in the hotel room waiting to go to the reception and i was writing re- game recaps uh to put on the web so the job just doesn't end i mean it probably could but that's just not how i operate so um you just got to kind of make things work so, so getting a little well, more back. I thought I did a great job yesterday of not working. Once, uh, so, so, so you think. Uh, but you, you mentioned how much uh, your job has changed since you started. What are some some pros and cons throughout the years of of this evolution of social media and and having to be a twenty four seven job? Obviously, it's it's awesome for for the users to be able to, to get updates and not wait till the newspaper comes out. But what, what are some other things that, that may have changed throughout the years? I think that, I think that you really hit it. I think social media has just completely changed my, my business. You look at, um, you know, like I say across campus, you look at our marketing division, you know, they have, they have a social media director and they have two editors and two writers and two designers and, and if I start with that money, you know, basically doing the same thing. So it's the, the, the workload, the, the number of different things you have to do is, um, is certainly far greater. I kind of missed the days, and I always loved it. Before we had women's hockey, I used to be able to travel with the men's team. And in, in order to get anything into the paper, because we didn't have internet, so internet didn't matter. But in order to get any stories in the paper, you had to call the paper with all the results. And you'd give them, you know, basically the, the box score. And, uh, you know, and they would type it in and then write their story. And, and um, so I used to do that for Coach Olson. And uh, one of the things the paper always wanted was a quote, you know, from the coach. And usually the coach would call, not, not me. But I always went with had me do it because he hated doing it. And I would always say, okay, what do you want me to say? You know, what, what, what do you want your quote to be? And, and after about the third time, he said, just make me sound good. <laughs> so for, for 10 years, I was Don Olson in the paper. And nobody knew, you know, nobody knew any different, but, uh, but yeah, it's, it's, I miss those days where you didn't have to work 24 seven or you didn't have to work, you know, an 80 hour work week, but you know, I take advantage of the summers when, uh, you know, my wife is, uh, is a school teacher, so she doesn't work in the summers and, uh, you know, I get five weeks of vacation plus whatever I need. And so we travel and that's our, that's how we re-energize. That's how we, you know, charge our batteries again to get ready for another, another school year. Yeah, that, I mean that's awesome that that you have that time in the summer. Um, both you and and Didi get out and and can explore. Um, take us kind of what you guys do. Uh, do you go out west? Do you what? What do you do? We we always go west. The mountains, the mountains are our favorite. We, we love the mountains. I think the thing, the thing that that people probably. I mean, I'm 58 years old and still we we still camp in a uh, you know a, a two person tent. And that's, I mean, the only, the only comfort we have is a blow up air mattress because our bodies are too old and they can't handle the ground. But we, uh, 
you know, we'll, we'll spend as much time as we can in national parks and, and, and Didi's been a lover of, of national parks ever since I've ever known her. And so, you know, she got me hooked and uh, we just kind of go. And the, the beauty of having that much time off is we can just go, let's just go explore. And, uh, you know, she's, she's my leader. She's my, you know, she's my, I'm, I'm a wingman because she does all the driving, but, uh, yeah, we just go. And, and by the time we get back, we are ready. We're, we're recharged. She's as much as she doesn't like beer. She's a brewery nut. She loves going to breweries. And so any town we're in, you know, if we, if there's a you know, national park town or use Estes park, Colorado as one, we always go to the breweries and, and that's, you know, it's pretty awesome. No, that's amazing. It's funny to hear you guys talk about going out west. I mean, Colorado, okay, that that that's okay. But like Joey's like, oh yeah, I live out west. I'm from Canada. Joey, where you are geographically, <laughs> like, that is east, man. <laughs> that is east. I know. My name is Isha, and I'm the furthest west you can possibly be in North America without being in Alaska. Cool. <laughs> and that is west. <laughs> Isha, are you outdoorsy at all? Do you do any? Oh, yes. I mean, look, look what I'm wearing right now. Um, no, I, especially in university, there was one stretch, I believe it was in second or third year where every weekend that wasn't like that. I didn't have an exam on Monday. I would go out for a two day camping trip. I would just get in the car Friday and rip up anywhere. There's so many spots to camp, be it national parks, um, you know, places off logging road trails, so, so many lakes out here on the island that, yeah, for a good, like two, three year run, like I went like a stupid amount where people thought I was a little crazy, uh, trained and did a, it was an over 70 kilo, kilometer, sorry guys, kilometer, uh, hike, um, which was like a six day hike. And after that, I kind of, you know, took a step back, but no camping is like my jam. And I was just talking to uh, the producer here saying that like, I, I can't wait for the dust to settle on the, on the hockey season in a few months. So we can actually get back out and, and recharge like you said yeah. yourself. It's important. It's, you know, that's, I think Joey, going back to the one question you asked, is finding that balance. You know, we're all busy. It doesn't matter what your job is. We're all busy and we got to remember that it's not all about just working. Yet we have to have that balance and you have to be able to to enjoy life. And you don't get another shot at it. This is the one we get. So so, so Isha, Isha, I brought it up earlier about his his worth work ethic and him working on his Hall of Fame speech. Even on his month-long vacation, He's still working because uh, he he happens to bring a stuffed uh, animal. Uh, you want to explain a little more about that, Dad? We're there, obviously St. Mary's is the Cardinals, and so I bring a little stuffed Cardinal bird with with us on our trips and take pictures of him at you know Mount Rushmore and him at you know Glacier, and and then I post them to Twitter. And um, you know, it's just it's it's fun to, to let people know where we're at because we we get to see some amazing places and. You know, yeah. people don't, one don't necessarily want to go to them, but just, I think, I think if nothing else, we can kind of push them to, to, uh, you know, to maybe try camping and camping's awesome. It's, then there's it. people like me who just live vicariously through your pictures and That's won't right. ever do it myself. And you're, and you're, and you're not the only one. I hear that all the time. We love living, we love, you know, living through your vac vacations, you know, just by looking at your pictures. I mean, my wife is a phenomenal photographer. She has the greatest eye, except for husbands, but she has the greatest eye for, for photos. And, and um, you know, I mean, our house is full of her pictures. My office is full of her pictures. It's you know, Don't worry, Donnie. When, when Hoppy makes his way over here to the Hawaii of Canada, like he has no choice because half of, half of what we do is camping here. <laughs> we'll figure it out. But Donnie, you say that she has the greatest eye. 
And she was spending the entire weekend looking for a sign that was hidden in plain sight. So I I don't know if I can support that statement. (laughs) We have a, we have a slight problem here at our house. And and that is our youngest son is, he's a little prankster and he he always has been. And, And he came home and the first thing he did is he was in the bathroom and he took down one of the signs that was on the wall and he hid it. And all weekend long, Dee Dee could not find it. She could not find it. She could not find it. Joey, where's that sign? Joey, I don't know. I don't know what you're talking about. So, yeah, that's Joey. He uh, he knows how to get under his mother. <laughs> <laughs> no, but uh, moving a little bit back to your uh, your Hall of Fame weekend day, I thought it was really cool. They had a, a Zoom meeting after your induction where, where people can just pop in since it's not in person, it's all virtual, and, and they could – Send their send their best wishes and and kind of just pop in and say hey we're, we're, I'm thinking about you we watched it, it um so who who was the coolest person to pop into that Zoom meeting Well I mean there's there were so many but you know obviously Coach Olson who was my, my been my mentor for you know he was my coach when I was in school there and and uh, you know I was his assistant when I came back and got the sports formation director job and it's just been a great friend to me but I mean there were tons of you know. And the neat thing, like you said, Joey, that I thought was really cool is it was just quick. You know, people didn't have to stay there for 20 minutes and and just kind of look silly or, or whatever. They you know, pop in, say congratulations, love the video, and see ya. You know, it was so it was really neat. Um, you know, John Redpath, uh, my my high school coach, Coach Roman Chuck, um, got to talk to him for a while, which is which is really cool. So there's just a lot of people. You know, it's 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 crazy how you always talk about how things. You wonder how things would have turned out, and you know, like I said in my in my speech, um, my best friend uh, of over fifty years went to St. Mary's. He was a year ahead of me in school, and he went to St. Mary's first, and literally convinced me to go there. And you know, you always think, well, what if I wouldn't have done that? You know, what if I would have chose mm-hmm. different school, and 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 how your life would have been different? But um, you know, it was he was you know Billy showed up. Billy lives uh, in Park Rapids, which is seven hours away, and he drove down to. To, to spend the day with us and that, you know, I didn't know that was going to happen. It was just, you know, it's, it's just one of those days that, that I'll never forget. And, and um, you know, that HOF after your name is pretty damn cool. <laughs> no, indeed. Um, no, and, and we really appreciate you taking the time after a, uh, after a busy weekend, it, it sounds like Donnie. Uh, what, what else do we got uh, here boys before Donnie, before, uh, before we move things along? Uh, I, I guess each, it's, it's up to you. We, I mean, we spent the whole weekend with him, so I mean, we could go on with stories and stories. So, is there is there anything you're looking for, Isha? Well, like I said on, on the on the last episode where we had uh, Donnie on, like I said over a year ago now, which is crazy. Um, I got to know a lot about like you know the everyday operations and stuff like that. I obviously learned quickly that you are a hard worker, um, and, and you're and you're still at it. One of my questions, and you kind of answered it throughout this, was you know now that you are in the Hall of Fame, like are you, are you gonna are you planning to take a step back any any time soon or is is this still just what what you love to do and and you, you're still in it uh you know to keep rolling and continuing to grow this program yeah i i um i i the light at the end of the tunnel in terms of retirement is getting brighter but i'm not going anywhere i mean this is i love what i do you know and i think that it the the, the neat thing now that the boys are grown is the demand the job may be demanding but you know, I can do so much work from home or I can do it, you know, if, if uh, you know, if I need to be in the office, I'm in the office, but I can work from home. And I've got, you know, I've got Dee Dee, we get to, you know, she's, she's been through this as long as I have. So uh, 
as long as she lets me keep working. And, and I think now the pressure is I've got to keep that. I, I, the, the bar is at a certain spot. And for me, it's got to stay there. So right. it can't be a step back for me. It's got to be a step forward. And, and, you know, how do you make, how do you make what you do even better? And that's, you know, you're always driving to be better. And that's kind of what, uh, you know, what I want to do is just continue to, uh, you know, just continue to kind of do. And, and like I said, I've been very fortunate. I mean, I have an athletic director who's my boss, but I don't really have a boss. You know, I'm not sure that anybody at St. Mary's really, really knows everything that I do. And so as long as I get to do it and do it the way I need to do it, then, you know, that's, that makes, that makes working that much easier. And that, that kind of leads into this, this next question I have for you. You said, obviously the end is it, it's coming up um, relatively soon here. Do you want to be part of your hire for your replacement or, or do you want to be completely separated from it? That's a great question. And you know what? I think I would like to, because I really think if let's just say that next year I was going to retire, I really think that I would take and work that year mm-hmm. as, kind of as the liaison to the person coming in. Cause I mean, there's 26 years worth of stuff that, you know, I know where everything is cause it's, I put it there or it's on my computer and I know where it is, but Whoever's coming in, that's all going to be new to them. So yeah, I would, I would love to, I would love to hire uh, my replacement. Hey, Happy, uh, there's your in. There you go, Happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm not qualified for that. <laughs> <laughs> but, but you know a guy. I do know a guy. <laughs> um, last thing for me here, Donnie. Um, obviously, we talked a little bit about it the, the the last time you joined us here on the podcast. But this season in particular, and, and for the plan moving forward, in regards to athletics, what has been St. Mary's response slash plan to well the COVID-19 pandemic, which we pr- thought last year wouldn't be dragging out this long? Yeah, COVID is really, I mean, COVID has sucked. It, I don't think anybody would argue that. Um, I think that uh, that in the MIEC, the conference that we're in, they really did a, a, a great job. What they did was we, we canceled all fall sports. So we didn't, we did not have any competitive athletics until the middle of January. And so what they did was, is for winter, we scaled back to an 11 game schedule. So rather than a 25 game schedule, they got to play 11 games. They had to play all 11 games in the state of Minnesota. So your non-conference games were also against teams from the MIC, but um, you know, and, and we played for hockey, we played all 11. We're the only school in the conference to actually play all 11 without like COVID or, or whatever basketball played eight, um, and then um, and so then what they did and is what has made this year so so much more difficult is we took the fall sports. So for us in the fall, we've got men's and women's soccer and we've got volleyball, and they moved them to the spring. So along with baseball, softball, men's tennis, women's tennis, and track, we also now had men's soccer, women's soccer, and volleyball. So it's like you know you're 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 taking two seasons and you're cramming them into one and try to uh, you know, here, here, just go work. You, you can get it all done. Don't worry about it. But, but again, the fall sports moving to spring, they only played an eight game schedule. And then our spring sports uh, played a full season. They put, you know, they're, they're going to get their 40 games in. And the feeling was they already missed a year. They missed last year. So they, they, they missed, they missed out already. So we want to make sure that, that they get everything they can get, everything they could possibly do. Um, you know, it's, it's getting better. I mean, we haven't, Knock on wood, we haven't been struck by COVID in the spring. Um, the the uh, Department of Health has kind of lifted some of the restrictions you, we, for for a while, or until basically until tomorrow Monday. 
um, we've had to play with masks on. So, you know, our competitors in baseball, softball, they've had to play with them wearing a mask, which, you know, if you've ever tried it is not, it's definitely not easy. And nobody really did it very well anyway. They were great chin, they were great chin, uh, chin covers, but, uh, you know, so, so some things are getting better. I mean, I think, the, you know, the vaccines and everybody getting vaccinated is helping, but uh, it's definitely been a trying time. And, and uh, you know, the way we look at it is we just can do what we can do. You know, mm-hmm. and we're going to try and make it the best we can for the athletes so that at least the experience is, is you know, a memorable one because it's, you know, it's not easy. Your spring sports don't have a, we won't have a conference champion or we won't have a, you know, postseason awards just because it really wasn't a full season. So we're just trying to make it the best we can for them. No, and, it, and it sounds like you're doing that there. So, so that's awesome to hear. Um, that's all for me, boys. Uh, any last uh, thoughts, questions uh, from Donnie here? No, I mean, we, we pretty much covered it. And uh, now he's a, he's a Hall of Famer and a reoccurring guest on the Soda Pod. So I, I don't know Look what's the, that. I don't know what's the higher honor in that one. So <laughs> I don't well, think I do. it is one. First <laughs> off, Isha, thank you so much for having me on again. This is, it's always a blast. And one of these times, I promise you, I'll study up on my hockey so that I could actually give some, um, some like proper insight, actual, actual insight that might be helpful. But all I do right. have these. And We're going to bring you in as our uh, basketball guru moving forward. <laughs> well, they, I mean, they have a whole podcast network for that. So awesome. I, I, what is it? Hoops the t- net. 10,000 10, layups. You can join that pod. Hey, yeah. Hey, thank you, Joyce. Uh, the Minnesota. Yeah. The Minnesota podcast. <laughs> Let's not. <laughs> Timberwolves, right? Yeah. Well, about, to, about to move. I can't, I can't thank you guys enough. I really did appreciate it. Joey, Scott, you made my weekend phenomenal. Uh, you know, what do you, what do you say? It was you you having you there scott meant meant the world and obviously joey having you at home it was just like old times and makes you realize how much we miss you and you can move back anytime wyoming's great but you know what you still got a home here in winona yeah but then you wouldn't have a vacation home in wyoming that's very true that is very true and, and, and sorry, and sorry, you don't remember too much from Friday. You can blame uh, Scott for that one. Yeah. Okay, Scott, I'm blaming you all the way because that was that was a rough one. <laughs> I'll wear that badge. Oh, I love it. All right, Donnie, thanks again for your time. Sure. Really appreciate it. I'll, I'll hold you to that hockey. Uh, we'll bring in those hockey points on the on the third installment that you bring on this soda pod. Thanks everyone tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and those listening back to the podcast. On the other side, we're going to dive into some Minnesota Wild talk. This podcast is presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. HF Boards is the internet's largest and long-running community for discussion surrounding ice hockey, including coverage on the NHL, college teams, and anywhere else the sport is played globally. Join in nearly half a million of active conversations happening on HF Boards today. You're listening to the Soda Pod episode 148 presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Big shout out again to Donnie Netto, St. Mary's Hall of Famer. Back here on the Soda Pod. Um, man, I, I can't wait to hear more of those stories, uh, you know, behind the scenes about this weekend. Cause every time Donnie was like, Yeah, it's it was it was just crazy, you know. So <laughs> Scott just feeding me beers here, just just crazy. <laughs> And I love also, he said, it was like old times. So I can't imagine the old times you guys shared together. If, if that was a throwback. A lot of beer. Lots of beer. 
uh, I love it. Let, let's just say we, we we drink so much beer on Friday. Um, we had to switch to seltzers on Saturday just because our stomachs needed something uh, not so hoppy. I mean, you didn't switch to whiskey or anything? I wanted yeah. to survive. We wanted to get through the weekend. Yeah. Okay. Sorry to interrupt, boys, but we do have a caller on the line. Uh, I wonder hello? who it is. You're live on the soda pod. Uh, what it is, y'all? It's Craig over here, in Lafayette, Louisiana, bro. Craig, motherfucking Granger from Lafayette, Louisiana. How is it going, man? How we living? It's been a long time no talk, big brother. I've been doing good, man. How have y'all been? Oh man, we're 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 doing great. I'm posted up in this new studio. Joey's dad was just inducted into the Hall of Fame at St. Mary's. Hoppy coming off a was, coming off a beer bender. I mean, it's a it's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful Sunday. You know what I mean? I want to say congratulations to Mr. Don and everything like that. That's a hell of an accomplishment, right? You know what I'm saying? Oh, I mean, we're fucking down and this and I'm digging the new studio too. That's fucking awesome. Thanks, brother. I've been digging your fucking cooking videos, man. We have been cooking our butts off, bro. I ain't gonna lie. I have some roast. I'm doing falafels tonight, actually. Whew. Um, that lamb that you had roasting the other day, like Friday or Thursday, or whatever, man, I was salivating scrolling through Twitter watching you cook that bad boy up. It was amazing. I'm doing a lot of halal stuff for Ramadan and stuff. I'm like, I'm not trying to do things, but I'm trying to stay away from just Cajun cooking. You know what I mean? What Get, you, getting out of the bubble a little bit. What are y'all sipping on? What are y'all sipping on right now? Oh, great question. I got an amber ale going on right now. Um, we did our rounds earlier. Uh, Joey here's got an IPA. Um, Hoppy had a Imperial Stout. What do you got going on? Dude, y'all gonna be mad at me. It's a Keystone Light. <laughs> no, I'm not mad. Just don't drink Matt. that Miller. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Craig. Do you got anything else for us, buddy? Not much. I just want to call in and check in with y'all, man, and go Preds for sure, man. Looks like we're uh, looks like we're making a little moves over here, over there. You know what I mean? Over yeah, I mean, Nashville. I, I've been so. I've been behind the Preds, Craig, but full disclosure, Hoppy hasn't. So call back anytime to pump the pump the Preds. <laughs> Smashville stand up, right? Absolutely. Dude. I'm digging the new I'm digging the new digs, man. Y'all stay up, bro. Oh, uh, Craig, call back anytime. I love it. Cheers, big brother. Cheers, buddy. Did not expect Craig Granger. I thought that was going to be your boy SV. That's 100% um, what I thought. Yeah. All the way from Louisiana, Craig commented uh, earlier in the stream. Now, um, hey, Isha, that was with, awesome. With uh, all the cooking that he's been rolling out, is he going to be joining the Eat, Drink, Dine podcast network ooh, anytime soon? Ooh, thank you. Bring um, some of that Cajun flair. Honestly, with what he's cooking up, we may have to send an invite because... Uh, it's been unbelievable. Uh, Craig Granger, ladies and gentlemen, he uh, does content for Hold the Mayo. Uh, he writes uh, blogs about NASCAR and uh, cooks up some chronic-ass shit for dinner. Uh, looks like we have another caller. This one, I believe, is uh, is your boy, SV Shane Van Nice. You're on the Soda Pod. How's it going, buddy? Good. How are you? <laughs> uh, good. Did you, catch, did you catch that Craig Granger uh, call there? Actually, I caught the end of it. I was calling a bunch while he, while he was talking. So. Look at that popular show right out of the gate. The phone lines are blowing up, folks. Um, <laughs> Shane, you got a rap for us this week? 
No, I have no wrap this week. Probably next week, but nice. Um, I do have a question though. Okay. Since Sick Henry, Sick Henry podcast has been talking about Marlow being a first ballot Hall of Famer or not, do you think Jeff Petrie would be a first ballot oh, Hall of Famer? <laughs> we lost connection. I'm sorry. What was that, Shane? <laughs> uh, no. 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 Do you think he'll ever make it to the Hall of Fame? No. No. Why the fuck you lying? Not even close. Good okay. player. Good player. Way better than I ever thought he was going to be. He uh, he carried you in in um, fantasy. No, he's not a Hall of Famer. Actually, I dropped him because you guys told me to drop him. Because <laughs> he thought that's what he was going to say. And then he got like fucking forty eight points that year. <laughs> oh man, Shane. Well, um, you just got the red arrows on tap. What what else are you drinking tonight? Well, actually, I don't know if you could hear it crack and it went all over my phone, but uh, <laughs> I, I'm drinking Mellow Moon Pineapple Happy Wise as my second beer. Ooh, that Ooh. sounds absolutely delicious. Yeah, it's pretty good. I've never had a pineapple beer before. You probably have, but you probably just don't know that it was pineapple. <laughs> she knows me too well. Uh, thanks for calling, buddy. Appreciate it. Uh, yeah, have a good one. Bye. All right, what segment were we in again, boys? Talking wild? about the wild, maybe. We'll see. All right. Uh, the Minnesota Wild clinch a playoff spot, defeating the San Jose Sharks 6-3. to three. Uh, They've been 8-1-1 and one, uh, in the last 10 games, which is unbelievable. Great work this season. I think they earned that spot thus far What 100%. Yes, they have earned that spot. <laughs> There's no... That, that, yep, they're in the playoffs, so yes, they have earned that spot, Isha. That's what that means. Without, I, I think, any legitimate like pushback on that, though. That, like, uh, you know, for example, the Vancouver Canucks may make the playoffs. They didn't deserve that spot. That is solely because Calgary and Montreal are shitting the bed. Where the Wild, they've been, they've been dominant to the point where like Vegas wants that number one spot, so they do not have to play uh, the Minnesota Wild. Yeah, and I would. It, it kind of goes along the lines of what Joey and I said last episode, right? Where like the wild are beating the teams they need to beat. Great. The division sucks. <laughs> the top three are good. The rest aren't. So they're doing absolutely what they need to, and they have earned this spot. But like the fact that they're what the third or fourth team to clinch a spot, it's kind of indicative of what the West looks like. See, I, I, I somewhat agree, but I, I also disagree with that because we, we talked about this over the weekend and, and yes, lots of beers were flowing. But I think even if those three California teams are in your division, they're horrible, they're not good, you still have to beat them. I mean, you could go out and play a shitty hockey game and lose to California teams five games in a row. But just because they're bad doesn't need to discredit that you're, you're playing well because they're in your division, regardless of how good or bad they are, you still have to go out and beat those teams. No, agreed. And I mean, yeah, the Arizona Coyotes haven't been what I I think any of us really expect. I thought they'd be at least a, a little bit further along, uh, playing better, quite frankly, than they they have been this season. And they're beat, the Wild have been beating up on them. Uh, the St. Louis Blues has been kind of a, a toss up. Obviously, they didn't get to play a lot of them early this season, and in the last few games, again, they either get destroyed or they manage to get the win. So I, I don't know the, the it's still up in the air, whether they're kind of on par or better than the St. Louis blues there. Um, St. Louis, obviously not playing well overall this season, but 
man, I, I like the way they've been playing as of late. I, I really do. And I'm just going to go through a few things here that I noted that have really added to them solidifying that spot, which I 100% believe they deserve to be. And, you know, Kaprizov coming over with little to no hiccups. You know, we thought, you know, as any new player coming to the National Hockey League, uh, regardless of the experience, which is the piece that I've been kind of harping on there, uh, in, in a uh, really high-level professional league, he's done everything that he's had to do and more, which is amazing. Fiala, I would say... I would say the same thing almost, you know, minus that little uh, hiccup a couple a couple weeks ago. He's he's been outstanding as well. Goaltending though has been miles above last year. I know I said that on the last episode of the podcast, but it's it's crazy how how much better it is this year overall. And then also the development of Eck and Greenway, small steps forward, but they're less of Greenway anyways, less of liabilities out there, less learning curves and more. This is your role. You're playing it to a T, and it's been consistent. Yeah, I yeah. mean, I think a, a couple of weeks ago, I was saying I was cocking and it's awesome. I mean, he could be a Calder winner, and and now Talbot stepped up. So yeah. what what a horrible problem to have is two stellar goalies that can take you possibly deep in the playoffs. I mean, if you get a hot goalie or two hot goalies and you match up against the Avalanche or or the Golden Knights and they're slumping and, and you have two stellar goalies, who knows what could happen. And the power plays finally starting to come together. Parise finally getting his legs under him. You know, th- these are all good problems to have. Very good problems to have. And I, I'll, Brett Marshall will be thrilled to hear this, but I was very wrong when I preached caution with Kaprizov coming into the season. I, again, didn't discredit his ceiling, but I thought the floor warranted some concern. Very, very wrong. But uh, also this weekend with all the beers flowing and sitting out at bonfires, uh, you can imagine it probably took less than two minutes from someone bringing up the wild for there to be a debate over Kaprizov hands down winning the Calder. So yeah, I, I was getting some flack on Twitter. I made one comment, a little bit cheeky comment and my, I got like 20 notifications. Yeah. I, people got mad at humble, me. It's humble okay. brag. <laughs> the most notifications I've ever had on a Twitter account. Um, a couple other things I've noted, just things that have helped make this season go so right. Uh, Foligno and, Harm- and Hartman doing everything that they are needed to and, and more because I think the the added offense that the Hartman shows, um, you know, Fligo as well as he's been able to find the back of the net, something that he's not wasn't really known for in Buffalo or even in the first uh, couple of years with the Minnesota Wild. You know, he's he had skill. I remember actually when he was a a rookie and even a, a even a prospect reading the draft or the scouting reports on him that you know he was a skilled player. And I mean the same goes for Hartman. And I think those are the best bottom six players to have. Those who you know ha- have maybe ripped up junior in the past or or in the minors have that skill, but also thrive at the NHL playing that bottom six role and shutting down uh shutting down top lines or or, or lines that they have to go hard lines that they have to go head to head with. So I've absolutely loved uh watching those two players play this season. The lizard man, he is back. And I absolutely love that as well. Matt Zuccarello has been outstanding this season. Yeah. He's He's done everything that we hoped he could. And again, I still am not thrilled with what the long-term outlook is for that contract, but he fits in great in the top six. And it's going to be weird to see, I guess, what happens as we bring in some of the players we're looking at. You get the Boldies, the Rossies, and see how the lines get shuffled. Where is his fit going to be once we add in some of those players? I think like Kaprizov, he'll probably get the wing with with any of those guys and kind of ease them into into the 
into the game. And then when they have to graduate to the, to the, say the top six, maybe he goes down to a third line and still helps those, those rookie players and young guns get, uh, get their feet wet in the national hockey league. Yeah. I mean, if you have to move into the third line, like you said, it's only going to elevate Moose's game. I mean, Felino is, he's a great player by himself, but he gets, if he gets a, a great talent with them, his production's only going to go up. Yeah. Uh, the last thing I have note, I mean, <laughs> Victor Rask, he can get fucked for all I care, but hey, young center depth, it's coming soon. It is coming soon. Hey, we got a couple comments uh, on the live stream too. Our friends of the World Hockey Report um, of 12 Ounce Sports Radio and the Hockey Podcast Networks is great show, fellas. Uh, we've had Cody on the show before. Excited to bring him back soon. Maple Leaves Media. What up, everybody? New to the channel, supporting other hockey YouTubers. Thank you very much. We really appreciate it. Every Sunday, and Wednesday, Isha loves the Maple Leaf spot. Uh, I was gonna say, I'm glad, favorite, I'm glad Isha took that team in the National cause... Hockey League. I'm a proud Canadian, and uh, yeah, thanks for supporting us. But fuck the Leafs. Yeah, right. I, I respect you saying it though. I thought you were gonna skip over that one. Yeah, I would. <laughs> I would not have been so nice. Hey, we have to support our fellow hockey YouTubers, even if it's the Maple Leafs media. Um, yeah, before we move on to some NHL talk, I mean, the last thing that I just want to add here, and I think this is just common knowledge all around in the state of hockey, is we kind of want, well, not kind of, we we 100% want the Colorado Avalanche to finish first in the division, Yotes to get fourth. I, I think, I, I mean, that's me, maybe a personal, I would like that. And uh, best case Ontario for Wild is that they play Vegas. And worst case Ontario, you get caught. <laughs> Seriously though, the matchup against Vegas, I Minnesota's had success with that. They've got absolutely destroyed by the Colorado Avalanche. This is the best case. Yeah, I mean, it's, I just don't want to see St. Louis in it. So go Yotes. I agree completely. I'm on the Yotes bandwagon right now. Get them in the playoffs, and then you can fuck off. I was but. telling the the boys at Stick Hungry. I'm like, look, I was on I was on the Wild or the uh, San Jose Sharks train a couple weeks ago. I, I wanted them to maybe sneak into the playoffs because that would be hilarious. Now you know they have to play the Yotes their next game. I'm like, I hope the Yotes fucking destroy you because <laughs> screw St. Louis. Uh, hey, Maple Leafs media, good sport. Uh, using so, uh, emo- so- using an emoji for the podcast listeners is pretty much LOL. So uh, once once the Coyotes make the playoffs, we can get Jack from Center Ice Brewing on and and. Uh, That'll be a, a good discussion when his big, blues. big roast session for sure. <laughs> that will be fun. Okay. One more segment left in the books. Let's dive into some NHL talk on the other side. Thanks to everybody tuning in on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. Thanks to the callers, Craig Granger and your boy SV. You're listening to episode 148 of the soda pod presented by the hockey podcast network. So 148 of the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Thanks, everyone, tuning in on the live stream and those tuning in on the podcast. Uh, if you like hockey podcasts, if you're a fan of the sport and all the niches of the sport, check us out at thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. We have a podcast covering every team in the National Hockey League and every niche in the sport. Uh, we're going to keep this train going and talk a little bit more about the NHL. A few Interesting stories this week. Uh, one concerning the Ottawa Senators, uh, NHL veteran Artem Anisimov. 
He's a forward, by the way, now with the taxi squad of the Ottawa Senators, uh, dressed in preparation to be the Senators' e-bug if needed the other night after Matt Murray left the game four minutes in against the Vancouver Canucks. I, I love the e-bug stories. They're always... <laughs> <laughs> Look at this. You look so out of place. That's what's streaming the live stream. <laughs> so, so beside the fact that it's an awesome... I mean, you get the David Airy situation playing against the Maple Leafs and it's just, it's so cool, but doesn't the NHL have the, the e-bug situation figure out where every team has to have a third goalie in the arena or, or what was going on with that? I thought they created that rule after the air situation. They did. And then COVID-19 okay. happened. So I think it was just like, okay, we'll, we'll enforce <laughs> this when, when we can and when it's, you know, you know, more important in this case, Artem Anisimov, uh, I don't think he, I, I read the story, it didn't say anywhere that he ever played any professional or any close to professional, like a high level game as goaltender, but <laughs> he was comfortable putting up the pads and was like, you know what, you know what, I'm on the fucking taxi squad, get me on the ice there, I'll throw on the pads. And that's more than can be said for me at ball hockey when everyone's like, yo, you put on the pads this week? And I'm like, fuck no. <laughs> What's crazy is if he had gotten in the game, wouldn't he be playing at a higher salary cap than like a guy like Carter Hart? Oh, maybe, <laughs> maybe. What? <laughs> I don't even know his his salary cap or Temenisimov. Um, I didn't even realize he was he was on the taxi squad. I thought he was still a you know a, a contributor for the Ottawa Senators. I, I you thought don't watch every Senators game. <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> Not, not even up here in Canada. I could, I could care less. Uh, maybe in a year or two, because I think that team is going to be unbelievable in, the, in a couple of years uh, with, with all those young players who are now just developing in the, in the NHL, and it doesn't look anything like the the way the Edmonton Oilers tried to do it a few years ago. But Isha, like they still are required to pay these players, which we have seen historically does not happen. Yes, and now that you highlight that, Eugene Melnick at the fold. <laughs> this is going to be a fun shit show down the road. Anyways, the team Brady Kachuk to Vegas. Here we go. <laughs> the team uh, potentially uh, could be very good. Um, moving right along here. Another story. Uh, the U18 IHF World Championship is going forward. Obviously, this tournament needs to go forward for the purpose of NHL scouts to have, well... <laughs> More data going into this year's draft. Yet, as predicted, a ton of pushback based on the women's championship being recently canceled, um, but not the men's slash boys U18 uh, team. Obviously, and again, I, I don't mean this in any disrespect, but there's more on the line for the business that is the NHL in regards to having to have data on these prospects. That's understandable, but is this fair in the grand scheme of things? No, it, it's not fair. And I think you know the the opposing sides. You know, the, the, both 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 sides have an argument, and the the side that is a little angry because of this, you know, that that they're perfectly valid as well. Yeah, I, I completely agree. It's it's kind of bullshit that this can go on, and and the women's cannot. But in all seriousness. Um, the only reason why this is going on is because they know that Buffalo doesn't have any European scouts. So this is their only way to scout <laughs> European players. So they are doing everything possible to help Buffalo out. Joey, you because... think Gary Bettman at this point gives a <laughs> fuck about Buffalo? Uh, he wants to keep his richest owner happy. Yes. Oh, uh, yeah. Oh, <laughs> and, and his consistent top three market viewers. 
Boys, yeah, it looks no like we shit. have we actually have another caller here on the line. You're live on the soda pod. Who is this? Oh, hey boys, big fan. I listen all the time. Oh, you know, I'm just my name's Mark. Oh, 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 Producer T, you know you can just fucking walk in the studio. You don't have to fucking call us here. Alright. Wow. <laughs> Still screaming on the line there. I gotta stop giving out uh, my phone number because I don't think that was the soda pod line there. Um, alright. Anyways, moving Awesome on. prank, Farva. <laughs> got Look, a bar of soap. Oh, oh, oh shit, I got you good, you fucker. He's gotta do better than that next time. Get a fucking soundboard or something. Bar of soap. Oh, look, a bar of soap. Got you good, you fucker. <laughs> got you good, you fucker. <laughs> oh, man. Fucking love that movie. Uh, <laughs> Schnozberries taste like schnozberries. Leader cola. <laughs> Don't want gotta, a leader cola. <laughs> I gotta just load the soundboard with, with Farva. You can do a, a whole folder full of Farva. But anyways, that's a yes. band name too, actually. Folder full of Farva. Anyways, uh, Keith Yandel. Iron Man streak extended to 915 games. Second all-time behind Canucks legend Doug Jarvis. I don't know if he's Canucks legend, but I fucking love Doug Jarvis. That's no, pretty incredible in today's day and age. And we've talked about the soda pod before, but to think he was almost scratched to start this year. And dude, like, I was just thinking about that, you know, writing this in the outline. Like, how was that even how was that even possible? Honestly. And to go on and to have the season that one he is having, he, I mean Right now, he's he's nothing special, but he is a huge part of the success of how good the Panthers are doing this year. No, I, I totally agree. You, you talk to any team who's won the Stanley Cup, and whether there are highs and lows in the regular season or, quite frankly, you know, in their playoff run, it's the chemistry, it's the room, it's those in the locker room. Even some players who don't get a lot of ice time but who contribute that, that X factor, who help put those teams over the edge. I mean... Again, as recently as the Washington Capitals, there's so many players on that team who played in the bottom six who were just just guys who came in when when they were injury who were really key pieces to that team as well. I mean, Smith Pelly, for example, Jay Beagle. Um, shoot, there's there's an, uh, well, another one who plays for Vegas now. Well, but and Hoppy and I talk about this all the time. Look at Biz Nasty Stevenson. Yeah, Biz Nasty. I mean, the reason why he stuck around so far or so long that he did. I mean, he didn't have a a huge NHL career, but he was a fourth line player that players absolutely loved in the locker room kept the mood light he was a, a great dj i mean DJ, you, you yep. need that in the locker room and his stories for you know some of the more straight edge guys uh like shane doan who were just like i need this you know <laughs> in my in my everyday life I, I don't get these stories i i need them from you to loosen up before the game or, or after and i i thought that that was that was awesome and uh I haven't listened. I haven't had a lot of time to listen to, to Spitting Chicklets recently. But one of the episodes I listened to a few, it must have been a few months ago now. Holy shit! Was when Shane Doan was on, and just that guy, a a great just entertainer and just like salt of the earth human. But him just talking about his time with the Coyotes, the ups and downs, you know, Biz and some of the other players who brought that, you know x factor to the room um you know he was not a superstar by any means but he was the face of the arizona coyotes and he was a great you know player for uh for team canada respectively i loved hearing him talk about just just that point and i'm still critical that they didn't get into his proposition for the draft lottery change greatest 
idea that I've heard for a change in NHL play ever. I mean, refresh our memories. Meaning tell you for the first time. Okay. We're on a um, podcast, Hoppy. Okay. You didn't have to say that. <laughs> <laughs> it's just so much more fun if I do. So Shane Doan like, was very vocal saying that the lot- draft lottery should be dictated by as soon as a team is mathematically eliminated from the playoffs, they start gaining points towards the lottery right, for every right. win they get. So obviously the worst team you are, the more games you have to accumulate them, but you still have to compete and try to win. Thus, making it fair for these teams to work towards getting that first overall pick at the same time as not downgrading the game so that teams that are trying to make the playoffs aren't going up against teams that are trying to tank. Could you imagine Love the it. trade deadline if that was the case? Oh, baby. That would yes. change. You have, you have teams out of the playoffs bringing in real players. I yep. love it. Yes, I didn't even think about that. Wow, that would, that would shake everything up. Like I the NHL, it. like the NHL, like you know, typical waves that that we're accustomed to, totally thrown out the window. All right, boys, I just want to jump in quickly. I think with that method, you run the risk of having, let's say, four or five teams that are stuck in the bottom. That even after they're eliminated, they can't win games, so they're not going to accumulate points to get that higher pick because they're bad teams. At, you know, either way. So Do you really think they're those that games. bad? You but that some, bad some of, the, some of no, them I, are, and some of them legitimately do need that high pick to save the franchise. I, I completely agree. Completely agree. But that brings in the, the trade deadline aspect. You have to start trading for better players. You, I mean, it's that risk factor of, do we start giving up a second and a third to do it? A Taylor Hall. No, but okay, you so said it there. On. That's a the team, thing. A team that's at the bottom, though, giving up draft picks. Giving, giving up, up draft, draft picks. picks when you're supposed to already get younger. I don't know. I, I get, Could I, you I, imagine I, I, Jim Benning in you, this fucking scenario? Hang on, you still, hang might, on. Not, you still might not win any games after you make those trades and you've given up young picks, uh, picks and, and young assets to give up that player. You are trying to explain to a Buffalo Sabres fan. <laughs> How it's going to screw him over? If he likes it, <laughs> shut up and let it happen. No, but honestly, I do. Uh, I've been a Vancouver Canucks fan it's for chaos. long enough. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's why. That's why I said to like with fucking Jim Benning. If this, if he would, yeah. if he ran a team in this scenario, it would it would be completely fucked. Completely fucked. Yeah, I mean that's. But in the current scenario, it's completely fucked. So what's the difference? I, I look. I'm not pushing back on it. I think honestly, I, I like it. I, I really do. But I do understand. But, but that. Do you want the the bubble teams essentially? The teams that are just missing missing the playoffs. Do you want them to end up with a higher pick than the team that can't fucking scrap together a win? Dylan, Dylan, they get one game to win a game. If those bottom barrel teams can't within ten games win two games to beat them, sorry, suck it. Like, yeah, sorry. This, you're, you're telling this me this is they a half baked idea, that. boys. You're telling me that a shitty team with 10 games to build that up, you're telling me they can't go on a three and seven stretch? Well, I mean, if you're a bubble team, it doesn't mean you're eliminated only one or two games before. Uh, It's usually no more than three or four. Yeah, I guess so. And if they're a bubble team, they're probably not going four and oh in those four games. And whereas a team like Buffalo right now, who's already mathematically eliminated, has basically two weeks of games to try to accumulate points before another team has three days to just start doing it. I mean, I, I don't think it's a bad idea. I just think you run the risk of 
having some teams stuck at the bottom year after year without getting good young players back. That's that's well, all I'm saying. I I think there is a slight flaw in this system. Okay, well, well, well maybe maybe that's like goes into maybe there's some kind of system we can come up with where it's finishing position plus those points. I don't know. Or that's again for the lottery position, not for just where you draft. And do you think the, you know the the cap going up in in a perfect world where it's projected to go? Do you think that plays a factor in any of this? Because I feel like right now we're we're kind of our lens is a little bit narrow because it's like there's also no money to go around, so some of these teams just can't even bring on extra contracts or players to help them out just because of cap complications. But like I said, our, our vision's a little narrowed because of the, these last two seasons. And I mean, Dylan, we're we're also looking at a situation here where Buffalo's had those top five picks year in year out. And here they are still at the bottom. So why not yeah, try well, a different I, system? I'm sorry. I'm not going to use the Sabres as an example for anything. <laughs> in an hey, argument. hey, all right. <laughs> I love this. I love this. Thanks. Uh, thanks Dylan here. Okay. Last story before we wrap things up. Uh, we're less, just last thing I wanted to highlight here. Mika Zabinajad. Now I know we talked about him early in the season. How he had like an, a stupidly slow start coming out of the gate. I think it was like two points in his first 18 games. Um, Something along those lines. Now he's absolutely ripping it up. Multiple five to six point nights, a recent hat trick. Is this player underrated in the league? (laughs) Producer T just walked in the door. Um, Is is this player underrated overall hoppy? I don't know if there's an answer. Um, if you go on that big of a stretch of not playing well and then go on a streak, it's kind of tough to say what he is. He's a very talented player that's very inconsistent. Um, but I think it kind of goes hand in hand to an extent with what we all thought about the Rangers coming into this year, that they were going to start slow. They were going to come in hot just like they did the previous season. And look at this. They're probably going to fall just short of making the playoffs when had they done it from the get-go, they'd probably be that four seed. No, for sure. And I get that he is overall an inconsistent player. There'll be nights, like I said, where he racks up the points, some nights where he's a little bit quiet. And especially that huge you know, stretch of uh, zero production obviously is a factor there. But, but up until then, he's been a pretty consistent player in the National Hockey League. Obviously took a step forward the last couple of years with uh, with the New York Rangers. But if if you're an inconsistent player and you have 42 points your last 48 games after going you know, pretty much pointless in 18 games, I mean, it just could be a bump in the road. And this guy could could really just continue to to progress where we see his best years in, in the next you know, two to three uh, year window. And we definitely could. But to your point, when he was consistent, he wasn't putting up numbers anywhere near this level. Like he was a solid, probably second line center. Whereas on the high end here, we're looking at an elite first line center, Mm -hmm. but on the low end, he's garbage. So like, does he settle in and get back to more of that second line role? Does he settle in at that top line pace? Does he settle in at what we saw at the beginning of the year? It's kind of hard to say. You know, good, good point. And well said, Um, I'm excited because well a because of also his heritage uh there's not many persian players in the national hockey i think he's the only one there have been a few historically and actually one still I've, oh god i forget his name off the top of my head but he's actually still ripping it up in the shl you know a pump your game player and he he had a good uh little run in the nhl 
back to Zabinijad, though, I mean, regardless, if he reaches that ceiling, becomes that consistent elite player, or kind of finds, settles somewhere in the middle, the Rangers got him for fucking Derek Brassard. So it's a win win. That is a win. That is a win. Now, Isha, can you spell Zabinijad? Did I spell it wrong on the outline? Is that a, are you just not going to answer? Z A B A N. E J A D. So no, yes, you were correct that reading it from the outline was probably not the way to go since I asked the question. <laughs> well, I got it wrong, and I'm of Persian heritage. I was gonna so say, yeah, it's, it's one of your fellow Persians. I thought you'd get it, but <sighs> honestly, I, I've heard almost every single like Persian last name. Uh, the, there's not a lot of them. They're they're very similar. Um, Zabinijad. I've never heard another family called Zabinijad. Um, Shane actually commented here on the live stream. He says, the real question right now is what's the difference between Pedersen and Susie? I asked that in the old soda pod days. The other co-host was not impressed. Gotcha, bitch. Are, are we uh, talking about the Quasty days? Yeah, the Quast attack. I don't oh, think you boy. like that one. Um, I mean, right now, Susie's playing, so there's that. Oh, uh, I've, I've loved... I've loved Carson Susie. I don't think there's anything wrong with him. Is he? Uh, I think Shane's question back then was: Is he as good of a, a, a prospect or a rookie as Elias Pettersson? And and the answer was hard no. Even if he has one of the best nicknames that we uh, anointed him with, the tsunami, which is unbelievable. Okay, that that's all I got, boys. Is there anything around the NHL? Any other hockey news you wanna you wanna dive into before we wrap things up? He's not going to say shit. So Joey, please continue. (laughs) He's going to stare at the camera blankly. So I'll hop in. Uh, Yeah. We didn't watch much hockey this weekend, boys. So uh, (laughs) a lot lot of beer drinking. Fair enough. Uh, Uh, Isha, what do you think that Joey's three-year-old nephew calls the Calgary (laughs) flames? uh, I don't know. The hot seas. The hot seas. (laughs) <laughs> oh, that is good. So that is good. Yeah, my my three-year-old nephew is a, he'll literally set up in the living room. He's got his his hockey nets, he's got his hockey sticks, hockey pucks, like little low foam pucks, and sets it up. He's put puts his goalie mask on and wants to play goalie and then he wants to shoot. And it, it's a, the most adorable thing you'll see. But every time my brother comes home from work, it's what do you want to watch? I want to watch hockey. And so Andy puts on uh, puts on initial TV and picks out a game, and he's at the stage now where he he's starting to talk. He can he can barely talk, but he knows seventy five percent of the NHL teams. You'll point at the logo. That's Buffalo. That's the Bruins. That's the Hot Seas. It, it, <laughs> it's so adorable. So he's a, a future a future soda pod uh, listener uh, in the making. That's awesome. And uh, and maybe even another Neto Hall of Famer. We'll see. Um, just la- last thing before uh, we do the outro here. What do you guys like the Flames logo? Because it, the people are torn here in Canada. I personally, I, I love it, especially the, what, what? the Lanny McDonald one. Well, like the Lanny McDonald jersey uh, style, the 80s, the 80s one. But I do like their logo. Uh, I, I like the horse. I'm not. I'm oh. not. <laughs> gross oh, okay. Sick. okay i like the logo why not and the jerseys they have this year are incredible yeah i they, like so much better why did they not do this sooner poor jerome mcginlaw 
<laughs> I love it. Well said. And with that, thank you for those tuning in on the on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts. Folks, the best thing you can do for us this week is give us five stars and a kind review on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. It's not for our ego. It just helps us on Chartable. Go listen to our website. Again, I plugged it earlier, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. On your app, download the episodes before you listen as it helps our business. Don't forget to follow the show at The Soda Pod on Facebook and Twitter. You can follow myself at VI Sports Talk and the Hockey Podcast Network at Hockey Podnet. I said it earlier in the show. We have the state of Hoppy, both the Instagram side and the Twitter side under the same roof for this podcast. Uh, Joey, where can they find you? You can on, find me on uh, Twitter on at Joey Netto. Oh, there wasn't a delay there. It was like almost the opposite. Um, <laughs> this has been outstanding. Uh, Joey, again, uh, thank your dad uh, on behalf of myself again. Um, I can't wait uh, to bring him back on. He's an absolute beauty. Uh, Hoppy, this was, uh, this was great. As usual, you guys recover. Joey, travel safely home. And, uh, and thanks again to everyone tuning in on the live stream and the podcast. Signing off. I'm Isha Dromi alongside the state of Hoppy and Joey Netto. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We good, boys? Don't fear. Just drink some beer. Fuck, that was was energetic there. (laughs) And stay wild. Now a show that's going to give you the truth about the biggest epidemic of our times. We're all a little crazy. We're All a Little Crazy is brought to you by the Same Here Global Mental Health Movement and the Hockey Podcast Network. This is NHL great mental health advocate and member of the Same Here Alliance, Theo Fleury. This is 20-year professional sports executive, mental health advocate, and founder of the hashtag Same Here Global Mental Health Movement, Eric Cusin. This is Darren Ravel, sports business insider, mental health advocate, and founder of the Same Here Influencer Alliance. We're so afraid as a society to rip the Band-Aid off the topic in a real way. Anytime you open up about something that's controversial or taboo, the first one through the wall always gets bloodied. And that's why we're doing this. We don't mind being the ones getting bloodied. We put our stories out there well before it was a thing to do for a reason. Because as much as they're extreme examples of how far you can fall, they show everyone the challenging life experiences impact everyone even those of us who have reached the top of our competitive industries. The issue in media today, traditional media and social media, we are so quick to look for simple answers, simple explanations. We want everything wrapped in a bow. But this topic is messy. The nuances need to be explained. Yeah, it needs real, long-form conversation like this. I'm just thrilled that we can be real with people and address the current events happening in this space in real time and set the record straight. More talk happening doesn't mean it's helping the conversation move forward. The words we use matter. We have the greatest mental health awareness in the history of our planet, and yet the mental health trends and outcomes are awful. It means the current messages aren't working. Find me a person who hasn't faced trauma in their lives. Anyone. You can Things have affected all of us. It's why we all say we are all a little crazy in our own unique ways. This topic isn't for one in five of us with mental illness. It's for five in five whose mental health has been impacted. This isn't an athlete issue. It's not a musician issue. 
It's a societal one. This is the greatest epidemic of our time. No, it's not about stopping any stigma. It's about us all saying same here. Our openness and the commonality in our struggles, that's what erodes stigma better and faster than any campaign telling people to stop anything ever will. Available on all podcast apps. Do us a favor and download each episode before you listen. And if you're an Apple user, please rate and review the podcast as it helps us get these important conversations out to reach a larger audience.